0: Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm Woke with Jokes.
1: Hey, I'm Johnny Wynn, founder of The Venture
2: Out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's something there. uh, And I'm Bo. Um, I'm awesome.
0: Yeah, that's right, Bo. That's yep. true. In case you haven't heard that this week... Let me uh, co-sign that. You are, in fact, awesome, my friend. There you go. <laughs> well, That's your you.
1: ringtone right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I had a uh, little stuff like Let that. Let me That's cut funny. that. Let me work down the time. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Johnny. So, uh, n- not for nothing. I listened to, I watched BoJack Horseman. I finished it. And it's for pop culture. But um, one of the characters on there is last name Win, but they pronounce it Nguyen sometimes. Is that acceptable?
1: My mom corrected me. So, as far as my mom's concerned, no, it's not. It should be
0: Wing. Wing. Yeah. Okay, all right. I thought that was yeah. weird. I was like, it seems like, but um, I've heard Diana. that too.
1: Uh, I've heard of other Vietnamese people pronouncing that last name like that. Oh, is, 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 so you've
0: heard it from Vietnamese people?
1: Yes, rarely. I've heard it, and I just chalk it up to, well, they're probably just conforming or adapting mm. to make it a little bit easier. Yeah,
2: and if you if you watch, I don't know, have you have you watched the whole series? I did. I loved it. Okay, so you know that they're actually. The winds from Boston, and so they have the extreme Boston accents, and, <laughs> and they're like they're like a bunch of Mark
0: Wahlbergs. You know, <laughs> true. Have you yeah. did, did you watch it? Did you like it? Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite shows. Okay, yeah, it's great, it's amazing. Yeah. I hated it at first, and I love it now. All right, sorry, that's a uh, skipping topics here. <laughs> all right, so uh, you guys got anything you want to bring up and talk about? To what's going on in your so
1: lives? So how was your all's holidays? Ah uh, yes, oh all yeah, good? let's
0: acknowledge a uh, happy new year, yes. everybody. Uh, twenty twenty. Mary- Happy holidays. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> the, uh, the, the first show of 2020? The new decade. It's, okay, so I have I think I heard it the first couple days or whatever, I heard people saying that the actual decade happens in uh, 2021. Yeah, it might be true. But like, it seems like it, that only nerds are saying that, and I haven't even heard the rumblings of it anymore. So I'm cool with saying this is the new decade.
2: There's a two. There's two zero, two zero. So that's a new decade for me. Yeah, I think
0: so, too. Yeah, I don't know if uh, that's uh,
1: two. I- I've heard uh, some reports saying how uh, people uh, who were giving birth to twins oh. uh, separated by minutes across the decades.
0: Wow! Yeah, I guess just, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I think there's a, uh, if you're the first baby born in a year, I think some company gives you free diapers for life, but I guess you probably only use them for the first, like, couple years. A <laughs> couple, yeah. couple years. <laughs> I should just keep getting them and sell them. All so, right, yeah.
1: But, but yeah, you all had a good time? Family? um yeah. It was fun. Eat yeah. a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Any big takeaways from the vacation here for y'all?
0: Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I love my family. They're great. I mm-hmm. saw them. Um, Mom cooked for me.
1: But well, they do account for half of our listeners.
0: <laughs> 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 They're big fans. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is true. No, I got, I got nothing else. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs>
1: well, I uh, continue my tradition of going to Starbucks every morning. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. It, it got to the point where... I wouldn't ha- even have to say anything. I just walk up to the counter. person grabs my cup, rings me up automatically.
0: Oh, really? You're you're a regular?
1: That regular, right? And what I always do is order just a small cold brew. And my cup that I bring in myself, right, to try to be a little more environmentally friendly, mm-hmm. could uh, could uh, hold like two small cups, basically, or like a larger venti or something. And they fill me
0: all the way up to the top. Like, ah, yes. Oh, that's nice. Good man. So, were you there like Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, yes. Did you acknowledge that they were working on Christmas Eve and say thank you?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, I mean,
1: we talked and stuff okay. like that. So. Okay, I do that. I, you know, yeah.
0: they seem to be appreciative. I'm like, oh, yeah. thank, thank you very much for your, you know your service. <laughs> yeah. I say that to <laughs> the gas station people on my trip up to. I think I drove on New Year's Eve this year, so I was like, oh, hey, yeah. hey uh, guy at Mo's. Yeah, thanks for working it. Yeah, yeah. random city in north, South Georgia. Thank you for <laughs> for being here to help me not die on the road. <laughs> yeah.
2: I went to Waffle House on Christmas Day.
0: Oh yeah, they're open all day, all day. Yeah. Waffle House it was busy too. It was
2: packed. <laughs> it was like that's a tradition. I think a lot of people go to Waffle House. Family Day. traditions too, I guess.
1: Yeah, What yeah. kinds of traditions. I yeah. know.
0: Yeah, yeah. After I ran bombs, us, and Waffle House will still be open, supplying the troops. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get things uh, started here. Uh, we are the Junto Show, and the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound, profound. between the geeky jokes. And uh, I guess without further ado... Oh, so Johnny, uh, tell everybody about our Patreon.
1: Ah, so of course, patreon.com slash junto show. This is where you can... Uh, If you're charitable, donate to us as little as $1 a month, where um, the money goes towards uh, funding us to give us a resource to do what we do love to do, which is this right here.
0: To entertain you is what we love to do. Provide a service. And if you become a contributing member to our Patreon, what do they get? You get access to bonus content. Really? Including uh, the bonus episode that we will attach to this episode or will be associated with this episode, where we talk about That congressman in Arizona who tweeted out the photoshopped picture of uh, President Obama and the president of Iran. And how big a deal is that? Uh, Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to go ahead and get things started with our first segment. Hot take news.
1: Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight.
0: All right. So the first topic in the hot take news is the United Methodist Church Ain't So United Anymore. it's going to split over a uh, big aspect of church doctrine. And I don't know if you guys looked or not, but what controversial biblical issue do you think is going to split up the United Methodist Church?
2: Hmm. I know so, this one. Okay, so, yeah. You know this one?
0: Yeah. yeah, actually, I've known about it for years. You, okay, so you didn't... Has has talk of the split been happening for years? I just saw a new story yeah, about it. Yeah,
2: I think my cousin, my cousin's a, a, a Methodist
1: minister. Uh, so, So is it the debate over, do you serve... Real wine
2: or grape juice <laughs>
0: uh do Methodists even do wait, yeah, nah, I always had grape juice <laughs> Yeah, they, they do communion, but I, it's
2: not it's not like um is that real wine uh, I think we had grape juice, and
0: yeah, I was raised Methodist, and it was grape juice you raised Methodist African Methodist, was that they make Cambolia abdozu okay,
2: that's
1: right, <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I just it's uh, the black church, I don't know
0: I, I I don't know that like for as much as big of a deal as Christianity is in America, I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> What the difference in practice between well, a pro- Protestant and a Methodist and like a, an Episcopal or whatever is.
1: Well, as you're saying oh. those words, I'm like, did I just lose the ability to understand English all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> what am I hearing?
0: We used to yeah. sing some hymns in uh, Swahili. Huh.
2: Well, so so Protestant, like there's Catholic and Protestant and Protestant would be like, you know, Episcopal, Methodist. Baptist, oh, it's like an umbrella? Type. Well, so um, I think that you can you can probably lump them all together because don't forget the Keto. Protestant Reformation, right? So, don't forget Keto. Keto and P ninety,
0: uh, yeah. Well, so I, I was African Methodist Episcopal. So Methodist and Episcopal wait, can be not, well. Episcopal is really close to Catholic. A M E Church, man. That's all I know. I, yeah. I I couldn't tell you the difference between that and anything else. A M E Church.
2: So the the origins of the Episcopal Church was it was a Catholic Church in England, and then what Bo uh, knows and doesn't know. was it? It was <laughs> you know you know the, the who's the who's the king that kept killing his wives Henry Henry and hey. he 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 started the Episcopal Church because he wanted to he chopped his. Uh, he couldn't get divorced and so he wanted to get divorced and so he started his own church
0: ah yeah big and fan of that wait so that's the Episcopal church that's the Episcopal church is that, that's the so it's Episcopal like ancient British for <laughs> wife batting yeah, I know <laughs> I, guess I guess
2: so, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: just like they <laughs> like was a female of was like I don't want to be part of that church yeah. so it has a lot no of choice the,
2: a lot of the traditions like from Catholicism except I don't think they do like Apocrypha and stuff like that You Oh know? what? So there's there's the apothecary. No, so there's there's the regular Bible, right? And then there's did the you just apocryphal pick this up books. going
0: to church, or did you look it up later?
2: A little bit of both. I did guess. you learn, learn this from a video game? <laughs> a little, yeah, maybe a little bit of video game. But so in Catholicism, great. right? So you have you have the regular you have the regular Bible, and then what you have is you have what the popes read. So they the popes would write, and they would be like, "Now this is canon," mm. and they said the apocryphal books or something like that.
0: Oh, okay, I've heard that. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so so is so when you're Catholic, you. Mm you read the Bible plus the the powerful books Protestants just read the Bible essentially I guess I don't I don't know exactly I forgot the whole what the because the Martin Luther did the he did his 43 notes and he stamped them on the door in Germany
0: I feel like that's not the right number go on though.
2: well so he did (laughs) he did some number of like you know you know these things we shouldn't do and then that started the Protestant Reformation And and then from that then I guess Episcopalian.
0: All right. Well, okay. So now that we've got the backstory. Johnny, what yeah. is the thing that split the church? <laughs> uh, LGBT. <laughs> ah, very good. Very yeah. good. So uh, the church, it hasn't split yet, but there's uh, I guess they had some big um, church get-together or like conference, but like of the officials, of the leaders of the church. And uh, the issue got to be so contentious that they were like, look, this is unresolvable. We are going to have two different versions of the church. One, more conservative, where... LGBT people, what was it? I think they said non. I think you can be LGBT, quote unquote, as long as you are. Um,
2: it's like not in leadership or something.
0: Uh, no. What's it, celibate? So, like, um, if you don't commit the sin, I guess it's less bad. So you can be. But I, I'm sure if they saw you kissing, they kick you out too. So it's a hogwash. So there's going to be non-LGBTQ uh, people in the one side of the church, and then on the other side, you can be a. Um, LGBT member and leader in the new yeah. church.
2: And so I think that started I think I think it started back in the 90s they had a they had a, a lesbian minister. Hmm. That was like the first lesbian minister of the Methodist Church or something and that started this huge uproar and
0: hmm. So there you go. Yeah, I uh so I you know they say that uh the the youth or whatever are abandoning the church at a crazy rate and I think that is a big part of it. Like the last time I went to church. Yeah, I think the last time I actually went to church um, the church. I I think I was there with a LGBT member of my family, mm-hmm. and the preacher who normally didn't even go that hard on LGBT stuff picked that day to go hard against LGBT people. And I was like, man, you know what? This is I can't yeah. even do it. And my my member of my family is pretty religious, more religious than me, and gay. But I think it's funny. But then, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I you know what? This is not my version of love. I I, I can't get with this. And I'm sure there's a, a more accepting church out there, but. I was just like, you know what, it's fine. Uh, all right, so anything else on that? Uh, well,
1: you know, w- when I heard about this, for some reason, it reminded me of the uh, second law of thermodynamics. Naturally. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. Naturally, obviously. <laughs> Bill, are you familiar with it? I'm sure you are. You're um, with it.
2: It's, uh, you know, you get hot, the hot get hotter?
0: I, b- I believe the uh, it was uh, a... <laughs> Newton that said, it's getting hot in here (laughs) (laughs) to take off all your moles. (laughs) 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 Moles. Uh. So, as we all know, the second law of
1: thermodynamics states that the total entropy of an isolated system can never decrease. Uh, In other words, isolated systems spontaneously evolve towards thermodynamic equilibrium. Basically, meaning, hey, if you have like one spot that's too hot, one spot that's too cold, it will equalize over time eventually. Yeah. Right? (laughs) So, when I heard the story about the Methodist church splitting, I'm like... Well, looks like things are getting too hot in the church right here. So, what's the easiest solution? Well, let's just split it up, okay? Just to just reduce this tension that's going on. So,
0: well, I mean, uh, historically, churches split. I won't say quite often, but it's definitely a thing. That's why there's so many different denominations. Yep. 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 I would be curious. I mean, you clearly know it, but I would like to hear somebody do it more, like a, a podcast length. Uh, version of why everybody split up in in a way over time.
2: Oh, uh, it's probably over yeah. a bunch of dumb things and some like of that. So like the reason that the Baptist denomination is there, right, is because they say you have to physically become baptized. Yeah. Well, to I be, mean, you know, saved and stuff
0: like that. 10,000 years of uh yeah. of yeah. of uh, uh Muslim war has been fought over who uh, the uncle of Muhammad is or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's the <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the difference between Sunni and Shia. Something like that. It's not a big deal, to me anyway, but I don't, you know, I respect. <laughs> All I, right, do so, think,
2: I do think that the 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 topic of, you know, religion in society and its future place actually is a bigger topic, and I think it's worth talking about.
0: Okay, we'll put that on the list, and we'll bring it up in a future show. All right, so uh, ne- next topic, and the big news of the week, year, big news of the year so far, yeah. is the possible, or we'll say the escalating tensions with the country of Iran. World War 3. World War 3? Uh so hot, t- hot take bo, is this going to start a major war?
2: Well, uh the f- the first two movies were okay. <laughs> um but uh we're going to see how the trilogy ends. Like Afghanistan and Iraq <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it directed by JJ J.
0: Abrams? Let's uh, hope not. Let's hope we get like a Ang Lee or something. Somebody like Marlow Key. I don't want um Oh, JJ <laughs> J. J. Abrams is fine. I was thinking um Michael Bay. Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah, we're no, I think no. we're in for Michael Bay, but I'm yeah, hoping yeah. we get <laughs> <laughs> no Michael Bay, no Michael Bay, yeah. Todd Phillips or something.
2: <laughs> uh, so I don't I don't know if it's actually going to turn into a hot war, um, but I think it'll come really close. And I think what it will be is you know instead of becoming a hot war against America and Iran directly, there'll be a there'll be a proxy war in like Yemen or something that that'll be hot.
0: Best case scenario is we get,
2: which uh, is probably already happening to be honest.
0: A a proxy war. I think it's. I don't see how it's not going to get to be a war on war. We killed... Okay, Johnny, what do you think? What do you think uh, Before I say my piece.
1: I, I think I see this playing out. And, and again, don't quote me on this. This is like a, the worst uh, betting, uh, guessing game here where it feels like proxy war would be the most likely uh, response and eventuality coming out of this. Are they going to strike us on our soil? Uh, probably not. Are they going to uh, do a... Uh, tit for tat, where they take out our equivalent, like a um, I don't know, like a uh, what is it uh, what What is the equivalent? Not the not general. Th- no, it's a little bit higher. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Yeah, something like that I think. Yeah, w- would be the equivalent. I don't think Trump uh, so interprets think that's gonna happen. The,
0: that differently. I don't think he he interprets. um nah, let's not try to get into Trump's head. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. So I, it's not even necessarily it. It is him, but I think it's any tough want to be tough guys head. Is I think if. They retaliate to us in any way, even if it's like some proxy or whatever, unless they attack somebody he doesn't care about. Well, I think he doesn't want to be seen as being weak on the world stage. So anything they do, and this is probably why he's he, he been so far already.
1: Well, I think it goes a little deeper than that. I listened to a fantastic uh, episode of The Daily today talking about the history of this and what led to Trump making this decision. You know? What? They why? they say this is, I,
0: there's a lot of things that could have led to him making this decision, but let's see. Uh, so, like, I don't know that we know that – we know a lot of things that happened, and this happened. We don't know this is what made him make that decision. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. some of this has to be chalked up to speculation or uh, deductions that's uh, maybe prone to some error. But um, it seemed reasonable enough or, or rational enough as the podcast was illustrating the points, talking about how um, – I think even in your notes, Lance, we're saying how, like, a few uh, weeks ago that a, a – um, an uh, American uh, contractor working out there was killed as yeah, part uh, of one of the attacks in the, right?
0: the Baghdad embassy. I want to say, yeah, yeah, by an attack by one of the proxy groups that this guy was known to be affiliated with, if not led. I'll go affiliated with.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so there's a retaliation that happens there, right? So, I, I guess, and this is the first time I'm learning about it. The uh, the Department of Defense gives a menu of choices to the president to mm-hmm. choose from, and they try to anchor. The, the choices by giving a...
0: Uh, the old anchoring. The anchoring, <laughs> yeah. you
1: got to anchor the, the choices or right? you won't have a point of reference. So they anchor a very, like a, uh, e- a not a very um, big impact option and one that's like super extreme option. Just to anchor and then usually the president would pick something in the middle-ish, mm-hmm. somewhere in that realm. right? And at first he did. he So uh, Trump uh, ordered someone to retaliate against some military forces. We did that. And then he continues to listen to the news. The embassy is being, you know, um, protested against and getting kind of riled up over there. And And, also keep
0: in mind, uh, to a conservative person, an attack on the embassy, they've made that Benghazi thing into, like, movies and, like, a three-year investigation. So, like...
1: And and again, to the mind of Trump, he was... He hates Hillary Clinton so much and ridiculed her for her her leadership over Benghazi that he's like, well, I can't be doing the same thing that I criticize her for, so let me go hard on this thing. To,
0: uh, all of this to save face.
1: Yeah. I don't know about save face. I, I mean, I, I think I can go meta on this a little bit and say, okay, he doesn't want to duplicate the mistakes a predece- predecessor made.
0: Oh, and So let me learn no, how it.
1: better to handle this situation. I would,
0: I would worry that as he doesn't want to be seen as weak in the same way that she was.
1: I mean, I, I think you're way more likely to be correct, Lance. Thank you. Way man. more likely. But I think trying to be fair as possible Why? to cover this, I think let, let's assume that, hey, one part of him or he's being advised that, hey, we've already tried the tit-for-tat. It doesn't work in this scenario. and We've seen this exact scenario play out once before in Benghazi. What are we going to do differently here this time?
0: But I, I think people... Okay, so here's a thing that I think about a lot. is uh, Do you remember the, the quote-unquote red line with chemical weapons that of course, happened yeah. with Obama? Oh, yeah. And Obama, he got rid of all the chemical – well, not all, but like a ton of the chemical weapons in Syria by whatever the guy was. Even but the, the Assad. Knock, thank you. The knock on Obama was, though, that he said he would do a gold war. And even though he got a good outcome, the, the knock on Obama <laughs> wasn't that – was that he, because he, quote-unquote, said he was going to go to war if he... Um, no, he
1: didn't say he going to go to war. It, it was a red line that should not be crossed, which which meant that there's an innuendo there that if you cross this red line, there will be a repercussion.
0: Right, and he, there, he did cross the red line, and then Obama got rid of all the chemical weapons. Not through repercussions, though. The repercussions where the chemical weapons got, got rid of. I'm, um, I'm saying it was a better outcome than yeah. if he had done some military strike and did all that. I'm not but, arguing
1: against a better but, outcome either, but... When somebody says there's a red line and there's a repercussion and you don't follow through the repercussion, hey, that's a knock on you.
0: The outcome was better.
1: I'm not arguing about the outcome. The The point remains, though. You said you'd do this. You didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You still achieved the goal that you wanted, but you didn't do the thing that you said you are going to do. And that, that mindset – That's that, a knock.
0: That, exactly, that you're, that you're emulating yeah. uh, to, to, to good effect is exactly what's going to get us into World War III is because – Trump has said, at this point, he said, if you do anything to us, right. I'm going to bomb yours, right. uh, cultural sites, or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I, but I think the the lesson to be learned here is, don't say something unless you can follow through on it. The,
0: the lesson is,
1: don't do not do crazy things. No, no, the, the lesson is, you got to say something to draw that red line, perhaps, but you got to be able to follow through on that stuff, too.
0: No, I think what Obama did was, was best case scenario.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Like there was no What's the downside? He lost some points. It, against uh, – w- with who? With, with with the public. Yeah, but not the public. That matters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody rational and reasonable really k- felt that strongly about it. It was a bunch of warmongers and people who were already didn't like him.
1: Well, uh, oh, let, 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 Again, so let's um, scale down this uh, scenario a little bit here. Uh, Bo, you're a parent, right? Uh So yes. as a parent, when you give an ultimatum to a kid yeah. – you, know, you got to be careful what the ultimatum is because you need to follow through with it, right? So one extreme is saying, like you "Hey, try to yeah. yeah." One extreme is like, "Hey, if you do this one more time, you're never gonna play that PlayStation again." Clearly, that's not gonna happen. At some point, the kid's gonna be able to play PlayStation again. Yeah. But if you say, "If you act it one more time, we're not gonna see that movie you want to go see," that's a reasonable thing that you can follow through on. I would say that's that would
2: be right? too tough for me. I, I'm a, right, but
1: key is softy.
0: Take a movie away, okay? But the
1: but, but what happens when the parent? doesn't follow through. The kid acts up and the and the parent still takes
0: the kid to the movie.
1: The kid's gonna be like, Oh, okay. This this ultimately means nothing.
0: Or or what happens is is that the kid apologizes and makes contrition for what they did that wronged you. Then you say, Thank you, I appreciate you making this right and then you take it to the movie. Yeah, of, that's course, fine. of course. Of course. Right. But I
1: think in this right. analogy with the but Obama, you said you do it, though. But I think in the analogy with the bomb and the chemical weapons, it's kinda like well, hey, the kid turned out to be a good kid when he grew up. Like, yeah, good parenting. But in that one particular case, you should have followed through with the ultimate of not taking the kid to the It movie. wasn't
0: even that long be- before the, the chemical weapons got gone. It was like within a month. Okay, okay the, point anyway, re-
1: the
2: point remains. Back, Trump, well, Obama's I,
0: good. Back to Trump being bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, st-
2: I still think that whatever Trump did, you know, as far as I can tell,
0: nothing good has come, come from it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is this yeah. is all bad. At... at, at Best it's going to be bad like, The things that have happened In the last two days Have already been pretty rough Like we have to pull our troops out Like we can't fight ISIS now Which I guess well, is bad
2: we're not going to Pull our troops out And then Then what's going to happen Iraq is going to go to war With the United States so, like, Yeah right like, I, don't I don't even know, know like, what, what, what our do. status
0: with Iraq is Are we cool with Iraq right but now I, I, <laughs> I do
2: I, <laughs> like, I feel like I need to ask the
1: question of Like what if Obama Had ordered this kill He wouldn't have What if uh, It would still be bad Yeah it'd be bad So we would Be just as outraged
0: Probably I, more because I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I wouldn't. Okay. Be as, I probably wouldn't great. be. It would be as way more out of character.
1: That's great. That's great. It's good. It's a good gut check on each of ourselves to, to acknowledge that, hey, we'd be
2: just as outraged or more so. Oh, I wouldn't be as outraged.
0: Okay, and why not?
2: We well, because okay. Right, so I think it goes to like uh, trends and past behavior, right? I, you can clearly tell that there is there is no general strategy here. It's just kind of you know. Impulsive. Impulsive, crazy. Uh, we'll just try whatever happens. And if something works, it works. Right. Whereas if you were to see Obama in there, you'd be like, OK, I know he's actually thinking about repercussions. Trump's not doing that. If, if Obama did it, I'd go, OK, you know, that's not good. But I'd want to be like, maybe I should reserve judgment until I see why uh, he did it.
0: You give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt.
2: Whereas yeah. Trump is like, no.
1: And I totally yeah. agree with that. I think when I think of Professor Obama, <laughs> I would imagine he's done his research, he's contemplated this for a long time, and he's um, played out the end game scenarios in multiple ways, and he believes that it's, there's a more likelihood that it's going to be good for the United States than bad. And I would give Obama the pres- the, the benefit of the doubt for sure, actually, and say, hey, because this, um, the I'd person give the, anyone the, the
2: that. Anyone else to benefit that? No, just anyone <laughs> but <Trump. laughs> That's
0: it. I'm trying to think if I'm being honest. I, if even,
2: if, even if Bush did it, I'd probably be like, okay. Maybe I mean, Bush has a thought, too. But let's know.
1: keep in mind this, uh, s- um, the Soleimani person did some pretty bad things. He has a track record of doing pretty bad things that would, in other context
0: label him as a terrorist he's a government he's, official right? he's a, he is he's a destabilizing he is. force in that he is. he's yeah. a government official you can't go that that is an act of war you killed a government official of a different government i hear you i hear you and i mean and not to be that guy but.
1: but again in the context of obama made the decision i think it would be the rationalization of why we did it would be like oh well he did do a lot of things that killed u.s people and he is continually destabilizing the region against us um, uh, assembling these proxy wars against us well it is a pretty extreme option but it might be worth it if Obama did it but yeah. again like Trump it was like if he, anyone, else, probably, if anyone he, else did, he was watching TV <laughs> he remembered Hillary Clinton and he made a phone call let's do the, the extreme, extreme options
0: well, like, oh that's not how you make a decision man well I saw it on a Washington Post article that said that uh, this Suleimani guy used to talk trash about Trump on Twitter
1: <laughs> sure that didn't help him <laughs> yeah
0: all right, so I guess we'll keep our uh, our eyes on that one, and hopefully it doesn't um, uh, escalate too much, but... Let's hope cooler heads prevail. Yeah, exactly. So let's just rely on the cooler heads of the Iranian uh, dictatorship and the Donald Trump administration, <laughs> and
2: then for our future. Yeah, you know, actually, I heard that um, I- Iran feels like they've already won, in a sense, mm-hmm. because... You know
0: we've unified their country for them,
2: and we've unified them with Iraq.
0: There were yeah. so many people in the yes. streets. I was like, uh, like when I saw the pro- the protests or whatever it was or like the the people marching for Suleimani and Iran, I was like, that's so many people yeah. they're going to call for something and the like the government can't ignore that mm-hmm. the millions of people in the streets, and maybe it's a, they feel like they're united now and it's a good thing. I'm just like something it's either good, yeah. it's either real good or real bad, but that was a lot of people in the streets in, in Iran well.
1: Wow. Uh, Too bad uh, Tulsi Gabber has no chance to win. Tulsi <laughs> <laughs> Gabbard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, let's see, let's see. And uh, last story here in the Hot Take News. Today in what could go wrong news, let's get rid of those uh, germ-killing regulations. A new regulatory rule would reduce the number of government food safety inspectors in pork plants by 40% and remove most of the remaining inspectors from production lines. So uh, basically... The pork supply in America is just about to get uh, It's going to be self-regulated So as long as you trust the big pork companies To make sure that the food going to your family Is fine, no big deal Capitalism at work, free market Yeah, what can go wrong?
2: Well, I think that's
0: I'm vegetarian now. I'm pretty <laughs> reminded that I haven't ate pork since the, the, the 90s. Yes, yes. <laughs> so have uh, I'm vegetarian
1: now. I'm just kidding.
0: No. <laughs> the, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says the pig is the filthy animal. And uh, if you thought it was bad before, <laughs> just wait till this.
2: I think the pig is a magical animal, and it's full of all sorts of good foods.
0: It's going to be full of a lot more <laughs> real soon. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Keep an eye out for uh, for the pork there. It's going to be less regulated. And in good news, I saw a puppy, um, being held by a little girl today, and it just warmed my heart. And I said, "What a lovely sight! Joy to the world! Good will towards men! Enjoy the next twenty years!" <laughs> yep. and that's the hot take news for all of us here at News Center Four. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back. Up.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Captain's Radio Room. Science Officer Lance reporting. First Officer Bo,
2: on deck.
1: That's a lot of enthusiasm there, <laughs> Bo. Okay, I'll, I'll turn it
2: on deck.
0: <laughs> there you go, because who wants enthusiasm on a, on a produced piece of uh, media? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
1: as you all know, the Captain's Radio Room is the preferred place where the Captain can hold private discussions and or receive classified communications, and Today it doesn't get more private or more classified than what we're going to talk about, which is how do we make decisions? And let's use the context of the recent uh, assassination of the Iranian uh, military leader uh, Soleimani.
0: Yeah, they thought we were done talking about it, and then no, I we kept, kept going. going.
1: <laughs> we bring it right back. This <laughs> when you thought it was safe to
0: uh, not listen to politics.
1: So, you know. I think we need to bound the conversation a little bit. It's too easy in a topic like this that's so emotional to get into other aspects of like, hey, Trump's a horrible president. Okay, we got that. Horrible. But in the isolated context of this decision and how he arrived at it and what we um, could predict or strategize about the fallout from it, how do we feel about this decision
0: I think I think that it is an objectively bad decision to okay. have made. The world is less safe. Um I don't think it, it accomplishes any useful goal. So to
1: describe that objective there. Yeah.
0: How is it objectively bad? I think that this decision has a high enough potential, a a thirty percent chance of starting a major war. And so – and the the stated reason that it was – that we killed this guy was because he was planning some imminent attack. I'm like, one, he's – he probably wrote it down So, like, if it's going to happen, it's going to still happen. So you didn't
1: – Yeah, and define imminent. His job for the last 20 years is to inspire – um, instability against us. So,
0: right. So, like, what's imminent? So, one, you attack him in a foreign country without telling the foreign country. So, that's so now we've heard our relations with that country. You attacked a government official of somebody who you've already got beef with. And so, I'm like, it's a small return for a huge risk. And so, I don't think that the risk, uh, yeah. one, it guarantees you to have some repercussions, right? And then that's bad uh, so like life for life is probably not good like that itself should probably be enough to not have done it but maybe you save some lives in the long run yeah, so, the, uh, I, I, but I think, I think that the possible I, I, I'm resting it on the possibility of this escalating into a major world conflict Yeah, is t- so high that it was unethical to have made this decision to kill the All right, I so, think you're
1: blaming a lot of words there but I think at its root what you're saying Lance is it's a, it's a classic risk versus reward decision making style here Risk versus reward. What is the reward? The reward is we've retaliated against and shown Iran they can't
0: keep pushing us around like this. Oh, if that's what the reward is, you really shouldn't have done it. If the reward was you stop this guy from committing some extra uh, atrocities or whatever, that's more justifiable than what teaching even, a lesson.
1: What is even the whole country where, hey, Iran is a whole country. Stop pressing our buns. These are the repercussions that could happen. Right there. So stop doing these things. Stop seizing the oil tankers. Stop shooting down our drones. Do you drums. think that would work? Do
0: you think that would work? Uh, no, I'm not saying. I I don't know yet. I think that's a that was the calculus in this. A decision. Legitimate question. Do you think that? I I honestly think that it will have the exact opposite effect. This this is this is my whole philosophy in life. Right. Like uh, I, I uh, if you know me, I am luckily by nature I'm very even tempered and I don't really get upset. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like if somebody were to swing on me in public, I don't necessarily, I don't think I would necessarily fight them back for real because yeah. well, I, or, I wouldn't either. I'd run. Oh, you know what? If somebody swung on me, I would fight, but if somebody called me a name, yeah. some people, if you say something bad to them, that is a fight. And then maybe that person has a gun. Maybe they're a jujitsu black belt, blah, blah, blah. But you deal with that. After, once the fight starts, I say to myself, you saying something to me, yeah, that sucks, but I'm not going to attack you because of all the possible repercussions of that thing.
2: But you and, would you yell back at them? And no, be
0: like, I would not. You smell like lobster. <laughs> I don't. I do not retaliate in any way. Okay. You so, so if, if you know what I look like out there in the world, you will get one over on me if you see me in public. Yeah, I will yeah. not retaliate. So and
1: you know how much I love analogies, right? So let me draw the analogy for this example here a little bit, right? So we're in high school, right? Um, Bo is the biggest dude in the high school, right? Clearly, somebody you can visually look and say, I don't want to mess with this dude. Uh-huh. Because he's jacked, all right. Oh. But, on of, <laughs> but on top of that, he's super nice. I got right? all these
2: warts on my back. All right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now imagine this uh, smaller kid, for no good reason, right? Let's say that mm-hmm. just keeps on pestering Bo, smudges his shoes, you know, knocks his lunch plate down. All these things. But Bo, being so nice, he doesn't retaliate. He doesn't do anything. I've, right. I've seen
0: it this, is a, this YouTube video exists Yeah Have you yeah. not seen it it's like, no. it's like some skinny Some skinny little kid <laughs> It's like pushing this This big kid This I mean, he's fat kid But he's like yeah. pushing them He's like punching them Or whatever And he's like what you, what you gonna do What you gonna do What you gonna do And the fat kid's like Stop stop And then he keeps doing it And then the, like the kid The big kid reaches his limit And he just like grabs The, the little skinny kid And just throws him And like breaks his leg I think <laughs> Yeah it hurts It's, br- real bad, it's yeah. a brutal little video cool. yeah. But it's like hey You know like But that's kind of The
1: takeaway here right Where Iran keeps pissing off the United States, right? So what's the retaliation? If you don't do something, I'm not sure what the something is. That, that That's the whole point. Is it tit for tat? You, he, you know, throws down your lunch plate, you throw it down their lunch plate, or dude at some point you just break the kid's leg and say, hey, stop messing with
0: me. But this goes back to where you start in the clock on who wronged who first, you know?
1: No, but let's go back to your original point of will this result in a change in behavior, right? Both in the skinny kid Poking at the bigger kid in Iran, poking the United States. Yeah, yeah but
0: you're, but who, who, you're saying that they're the ones doing the poking. I would can make the argument that we're the ones doing the poking. Sure, we're the yes. big kid doing the poking. We're the sure. bully. Sure, but mm. let, so so let's say it's been tit for tat. though. then we as the much bigger power should uh, stop titting. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new ringtone right there. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that.
2: Well, I will say from the Art of War, Sun Tzu Ooh. says. Oh. <laughs> uh, he says. The purpose of war is peace.
0: Be, perfect example, Bo. So when this war starts, when and why will it end? That's what I don't get. If we, if and when this pops off, what, what's the goal? What is the end of it? We get into a whole hot war with, with whoever. A treaty? Like it's going to be some unsatisfying, it's either going to go on for forever, or it's going to be some unsatisfying end words, just like, okay, we agreed that we've, cost each other so much money and it's been such a pain in the butt that we just signed some paper saying that we're done fighting and what got solved yeah everybody measured their wangs, and now we feel like uh our pride is in check
1: Well, i think i lost you a little bit there i mean the the end result ideally would be some sort of peace treaty
0: just do that up front then don't fight do it without fighting why do you need to fight to get to the treaty
1: Uh, you're talking about common human behavior now you know, if, like,
0: smart, if we were all rational enough, smart enough people to recognize that it's yeah. going to be like, why go through the trillions of dollars in cost and lives mm-hmm. lost to, to then end up with a piece of paper? Why not just do the paper up front?
2: Well, yeah. so there's probably some psych, you know, psychology here where it's like you will only you know, come to the uh, agreements in terms of peace when you have lost everything or you have lost so much that you just go, it's not worth it. And so that would be and, like... And,
0: yeah, but skip the war. Well, and some yeah. things I mean, are just that's my foreign say, policy. Skip the war. Yeah.
1: And some things are just an impulsive decision too. Like how Trump yeah. probably made this decision. Where I just listened to an episode of Hidden Brain on the way home today, talking about how um, I think it was Chicago, where the uh, uh, students and the kids there, high crime rate, uh, low poverty, chances of them ending up in prison are quite high. What can we do about this situation, right? And one of the examples they had was, uh, like, one kid or one teen, or whatever, some person was trying to steal a backpack and a water bottle Mm -hmm. from this other kid, and the backpack owner wouldn't let go, so the the thief just shot him in the chest, point blank. Jeez, kid dies, um, and the kid who shot the person goes off to jail for a long time. But like five minutes later, you ask that kid. Like, you can see the kid already, like, regretful or remorse. Like, why did I, for a backpack and a water bottle, what? You know, and the repercussion sinks in. And it's like, just if they just had cooler heads, the whole thing would have been avoided. And then everybody would have gone home and, you know, life would have been on a different trajectory there. Yeah, I mean. But here we are making decisions, Not, not us, but like somebody like Trump making hasty decisions, you know. That's bad, but, though. It is, but it's also human nature. That, and no, that's my point. A little I'm bit I'm a where, human.
0: Yeah. And my nature says don't ruin the world for for pride. Is, or is it more than pride? I think, I, I, like, I
1: if think it was, it's hard if you're the leader of the whole country. Like
0: Iran right now. Iran could say
1: cooler heads prevailed. The U.S. did something horrible to us. We should not retaliate because if we retaliate, we will only escalate and lead to war, which we would probably lose in. But po- you know they're not going to. They're going to have to retaliate a little bit.
0: I, uh, so, the problem so with that is that nature. the millions of people in the street will either will revolt or whatever. So, what you got to do is get together and talk. I, so, what's going to happen after you, you know, we kill 10,000 people on each side and spend a, a billion dollars each is that you're going to get in a room and your generals are going to negotiate the peace deal. And I'm just like, why do you have to kill each other Because, like, we don't, are we going to take over Iran and put up some, some new well, president? Maybe.
1: I, I think I'm illustrating the point right now where you, you ask, why don't we just skip that and go straight to the peace deal? Yeah. Let's look at Iran right now. So we did something horrible to them. They're going to retaliate. Why don't they just simply say, all right, they did something horrible to us, but let's not act too hastily here. All right? Let's just call up the United States and say, hey, man, what do you want to do to get uh, some peace going? They're not going to do that. You know what? That answers the question of why we can't skip straight to the peace treaty.
0: I think because... Unfortunately what is the actual reason why that wouldn't work? I'm curious what you guys think. Pride. Who's? Iranian,
1: in this case right now. If the ball is in their court right now, then pride. I don't think, if you're the leader of the country and you've got uh, whoever, how many people are protesting in the street against the United States now, like, if you're their leader, well, looks like they want me to retaliate or do something strong to send a signal
0: back. I think I'm going to have to. Do you think that you don't have to and I, and I i can't speak for iranian cuz it, it probably is something and then like the rest of the world is the world the world is a crazy place so like if you don't show strength maybe your people will rise up we do the same thing 9/11 happened to us yeah, we were that, demanding retaliation No stupid though but yeah you're true true I I, I I
1: that's what i mean human nature i think we just have to let this play out now and let's hope the retaliation doesn't escalate any I, further
0: i think it in a in a perfect world or in a better world um If we had a leadership in the United States that was more amenable to actually negotiating with anybody over anything that right now before it pops off, because what happens next is going to determine a whole lot. If I think if if Iran was be, be cool, bro, and America was be cool, bro, they would say, look, we need to you did something real bad to us. You you took it too far. You need to make it right between us. We need to have a truth and reconciliation uh, commission between yeah. our two countries and go over the whole history. Yeah. And then you either need to pay us or do something to make it right. And then we just be done with each other. Like,
2: uh, yeah, but that would that would entail that you know us saying it was a mistake to yeah, acknowledge. Yeah, the mistake. thing. Trump, Trump won't do it. Like, yeah, so we so need to
0: get a new president like right no, now.
1: <laughs> I don't
2: think it's a Trump thing.
1: That, that's my point too here. Where put Obama in there, put Bush in there, put any president in there, put us in there. You really want I, to get it with Trump. But I yeah, don't it's think... It's unlikely with yeah. anybody. Yeah, it's no way we're going to acknowledge if, oh, we made a mistake. And let you know. me do it.
0: I'll, I will take one for of the team. Let me, <laughs> me for... Yeah. How old are you going to be president? Can I be president? 35. No, yeah, I'm going be president now. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Yeah. So so let me. I don't even want to be president for real. I will negotiate this deal, yeah. uh, take one for of the team. Everybody will hate me. That's fine. And then I will uh, get voted out or retire. And then, then right. VP Bernie Sanders can take over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so to end, you got another
2: point, Bo? Well, so I was gonna say, yeah. what's wrong with assassinations?
0: If somebody is legitimately, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like <laughs> if somebody's legitimately bad, I, I think I would be okay with it. But the, the well, thing, no, that, but but it's like, oh, no,
1: no, I think Tulsi Gabbard is trying to call in right now. Yeah,
2: so <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm almost wondering, should we even question our assassinations a bad thing?
0: Uh, well, yes. So one, they are uh, yeah, but counter-indicated by executive orders. But I think if you're president, you can just undo an executive order. So I, but I think
1: if you ever do assassination, it's got to be in the Kim Jong-un style.
2: No, but I mean, what right. if what if they come and assassinate <laughs> one of our generals? Instead of it being like an all-out war, mm-hmm.
0: I'd almost be like,
2: okay. Uh, like you yes, 30,000 people didn't get killed.
0: I would be fine <laughs> with that, but that's the thing, though. That, and that's why I don't retaliate, because... Nobody ever is like, okay, you know what? You got right, me. Hold on. We're done. Hold on. That, I, if that was a thing that ever happened in the world, I would be cool with it. But nobody's I it. ever no, I, I got it.
1: I got it. Let's go back to old uh, Greek days almost where the general would come out and say, hey. Pardon yes. General versus general. <laughs> yeah, okay. Versus general. Winner take all. Oh, Let's not involve our troops on this. Try, try by combat? There. Yeah. yeah. Just, just let the two leaders fight it out. And they will uh, be, uh, whoever, uh, representatives of the whole fight itself. So if one, whoever would, loses,
0: loses the whole thing. I would even be cool if, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. If, if, the, if America it, was like, <laughs> hey, uh, no, Iran was like, you killed our general. We, we want, uh, they look at the org chart and they're like, we want this dude. And then we're done. And then you kill that guy. And then they're like, okay. I don't know
2: if I would be like, kind of no, like that, but I'd no. be like,
1: but but can you imagine who our joint chief would be? It'd be like The Rock, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the mountain. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. What's the idiocracy? Detective uh, <laughs> Harry Cruz, uh, yeah, President Camacho. C- <laughs> Camacho. <laughs> yeah, but see, okay, so yeah, it sounds bad, and that's why nobody will ever do it because you'll you'll be a, a historical laughing stock. But you're like, okay, I'm not going to sacrifice this one guy, but you are definitely going to sacrifice tens of thousands of people. And how is that better?
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like you got it, me Spock is, is assassination a bad thing like yes. if they if we assassinate someone, that, someone from there someone whose job it is is to inspire people to kill other people you know and then they assassinate one of our guys yeah whose job it is is to you say the same of us though man yeah
0: but uh, I don't know. the problem is that it goes back and forth until yeah. somebody all the people that are like
2: in in the war business are dead <laughs>
0: hey, Yeah, hey, when you say it like that <laughs> <laughs> peace on earth? Yeah. alright so, right. uh, well we
1: <laughs> I think that wraps up our uh, our captain's ready room here and uh, we'll be right back with our uh, famous uh, pop culture segment transfer of data is complete
2: welcome back to the show I'm Bo. Johnny and welcome to our world famous pop culture segment where we get a taste of what's new what's hip and what's hot what's hip <laughs> In the year 2020. 20. In the year 2020. In the year 2020.
0: All right. So I've got a couple of things that are, are fresh in my mind. So I had, uh, I am the guy who still gets Netflix DVDs sent to his house. So I had, but I hadn't watched them in a long time. So I had these like uh, three DVDs. I, don't, I only pay for two that have been sitting at my house for like four months. And then over the Christmas break, I had some time. So I finally cleared them out. So uh, two of the movies I watched, I watched a uh, Tag, and 12 Strong. Now, Tag, tag uh, you know the story, that, that based on a true story. The about best friends. These best friends that played Tag for like 30 years. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, the movie was entertaining enough. And then at the end of the movie, they show the real guys that the Tag movie was based on. And in the Tag movie, they had a black character as part of the Finn group, but in the actual group, there was no black guy in the group. And I was like, hmm, all right, well, that's cool. You know, a little diversity in movies. I'm cool with that. So then the next movie I watched was 12 Strong which was like the story of these um American soldiers who uh volunteered to go to I- Afghanistan shortly after 9/11 and they they rode horses, right? They rode horses. Yeah, yeah apparently it was a true story. I, the whole time I was watching I was like what a weird story. Then yeah. it was like true story. And I was like oh.
2: And that's how they that's how we were so effective very early on, right? The horses? No, we we went around like basically killing leaders of the
0: uh yeah it gave me some context so after i found out it was true i was like okay well this is interesting because the the afghanistan war was kind of like i don't understand it all the way and so it gave me some context for that and what we were doing over there and i was like all right i guess but um the thing with that though so the 12 strong they put a black character in there too and then when at the end of the movie when they showed the picture of the real 12 guys no black guy and i was like "Mm," it's like i definitely support like, quote unquote diversity in media and whatnot. But I was like, is it weird to like not tell the right the story the right or like make the world seem to be a world that it's not actually
1: So I, I feel like those two movies are different and therefore garners different responses by me at least. So with tag, it's a comedy based on real friends, but it's a smaller story per se. It's not a historically significant Event, mm-hmm. right? So in that case, yeah, let's introduce a diversity and make it more representative of, of what we want our audience to be like, kind of right? Yeah. Um, but in Twelve Strong, that should be more historically accurate. So I don't like the fact that they inserted a black character in there.
0: Yeah, I'm torn because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be the, I don't want to, I find myself on the side of arguing against putting people of color in movies. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, that doesn't feel like what I want to do for real. But it did. But you're telling did, a historically
1: true thing here, yeah. so. And I mean, maybe it's important to say there were no black people that weren't part of this, right? That's what I'm thinking. Because imagine make telling the Tuskegee story and inserting a white character in there. <laughs> yeah. well, they're in there. They're just not, not the good guys. <laughs>
0: I'm okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's why we pay you the big bucks.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think it's... Not the Tuskegee thing, the, the thing in general. Yeah, the thing <laughs> in general. <laughs> if, 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 you can, if you can insert diversity and it doesn't, you know, take away from the story. It's not like something that's like where it's in your face or something like that, where it's like this adds to the story of of what's going on. Then you're fine. with it.
0: I think Johnny's right. I think tag for sure. Like that was good. Uh, you should do that. Like when they made Will Smith, the character in suicide squad, like that's good. Otherwise it's like all white and it's weird. I don't like it. So yeah, it just hit me as weird. And then secondarily, what I noticed was that they, so 12 strong, uh, also, it was tag was was good. A little dude broy, but it was good. And twelve strong was cheesy, you know, war propaganda, but good. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was fine, and um, but it had Chris Hemsworth, who was in who it, who we all like. Yeah, exactly. But like side note, and along the same lines, but less, he is an Australian guy in real life playing an American war hero. And I was like, well, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, right, come on, Henry
1: Cavill. Is uh, British and he plays the Man of Steel, the iconic American hero.
2: He's an alien. It's all over the place. <laughs> He's an actor. Let him act. <laughs> Let him act. Yeah. Let me like, Okay. I'm so, cool like, it'd, it'd be
0: kind of weird to have a movie about the American Revolution or whatever, and it's a bunch of Australian guys playing all these quintessential American heroes. Wouldn't that be weird? That wouldn't be. weird I'd be okay with it. Really? Feel yeah. weird to me. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Oh, yeah. I- this whole thing. Easy to edit this out, man. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm officially okay with these foreign actors, like playing our characters, whatever, as long as the ratio of Americans playing American roles to uh, foreign people. This is, I guess, building a wall in, in Hollywood.
2: <laughs> See, I think that's a bad way of thinking about it. If they're a good actor and they're good for the part, then they should play it. If they're the person that can convey the right emotion to help. Propel the story along that you b- can get behind within reason.
0: Like yeah. there are American actors, and they're, and they're not all so bad that every role needs to go to uh, a British person. Like once it's like if it gets 70, 30 British people to American people, I'm like you're doing this on purpose, and there's a problem.
2: Oh, well, I actually, I, I usually find I usually enjoy those shows better. <laughs> the British shows? <laughs> well, not the British shows. Like when because I think there's more of a tradition of like stage acting and stuff like that over in England, whereas over here it's you know probably not as strong.
0: I mean, I don't know. Look, as long as they keep the ratio within an acceptable level, I'm perfectly fine with it. But I'm keeping my eye on you, Hollywood. You, damn it, don't you mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what do you guys got in pop culture world? Uh, well, so um, like George Washington played by some Australian. That's not weird. Well, he's George
2: Washington was played by uh, Fraser Crane, so you know that's okay. <laughs> What if he really was? <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Actually.
0: I'm not Kelsey Grammer, but like Fraser Crane. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so I watched a movie on Netflix called "I Lost My Body." Ooh. It is a French. Um, I, I'd almost consider it like an art piece f- uh, film. Uh, it's it's pretty sad. It's, it's kind of very uh, sad, uh, uh, told story about a guy who dismembers his hand, and his hand tries to go back and reattach to his body
0: on purpose. Or did he accidentally get no, a hand off
2: well it's it's accidental, and so the movie
0: I, the movie's good, like the hand's moving okay yeah, C- the,
2: it's like cousin it oh, cousin yeah, it yeah and so it kind of it kind of goes across uh paris and tries <laughs> to uh reattach back to the to the body and um, wait did
0: his uh detached hand go wee 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 all the way home <laughs> no <laughs> uh,
2: but it was you know it, it was a uh, kind of a story about paris joke. Uh, what is it uh the way I'd kind of describe it was. When watching it, I thought the story was about one thing that I thought it was about another. And then I guess the, uh, then it kind of changed. And, and I guess the lesson at the very end was completely different. And so it's, in a sense, I liked it that the fact that I thought I was watching a story about one thing. And then I realized, no, it's actually a story about this. Oh, no, it's actually a story about this.
0: And how did you stumble upon this movie? Have nobody, have you heard of this, Shiny?
2: No, I'm linking it up right now and uh, it's got decent reviews. Yeah. yeah. And How'd
0: you hear about this? Yeah,
2: I just stumbled across it.
1: How does Bo hear about anything? <laughs> that's, he what like, yeah. that's what I want to know. like that's <laughs> what I want to know.
2: His process. Well, so I watch a lot of cartoons. It's a cartoon. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. That makes yeah. More sense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: and and I like uh, fr- I, I really like French cinema. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll discover what anti is <laughs> before we discover what uh,
2: <laughs> how Bo discovers his things. Yeah. So uh,
0: you have a favorite French movie, Johnny?
1: Uh no yeah, <laughs> uh, oh uh, uh, Emile
2: Emily Emily yeah it's close no. uh, <laughs> I was doing the French pronunciation <laughs> <Emilia>. <laughs> um and I've so that's a I would recommend that movie uh, I'm guessing you'll talk about The Witcher so we'll, we'll discuss Witcher stuff later but uh, the other thing is I got a book and it's called uh, How to Live by Sarah Bakewell and it's about the life and writings of Montaigne. Um, so he tries to... He, Johnny, you know who Montaigne
0: is? Of
2: course. <laughs> yeah. So he is—he he's is like a philosopher. He's not really a philosopher in the traditional, like, uh, Nietzsche or something like that. He's kind of a guy that just kind of wrote his thoughts down and journaled in, like, the 1500s. And like a he, crazy guy. Well, not a crazy guy. He was, he was like a, a businessman or something like that. And so he started because there's no crazy
0: businessmen <laughs> running the country. Uh, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> so he
2: started writing his stuff down and then he he published his essays on on what it means like how to live and it became like uh kind of overnight classic or something you like that.
0: You got any uh things that stick out to you?
2: Um yeah. I I, I wish I brought the book cuz I was like right underlining some of oh, the so That's you're finding it, you finding it good. Yeah, yeah, well the the way that Sarah writes it is it's not actually his essays because his essays are actually kind of hard to follow. And so it's more of like her cliff note versions of the essays. And so she kind of broke down what in essence he's trying to say about how to live in t- answering 21 different questions. Fascinating, awesome. Yeah. And, and right now I'm only on chapter three, but the the first two lessons is like, uh, don't worry about death, you know, mm. and you shouldn't uh, worry about
0: it, but you should definitely be aware that it's coming for you. I agree. With, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. So, so the, Yeah, because there's the way, because he thinks about it, is he got, when he was riding along, he got like a close to death experience whenever he got knocked off his horse and banged his head and he was unconscious. And then, uh, you know, so he writes about that a lot and he writes like, you know, death will come and when it comes, it comes. You can't do anything about it. You know, just don't worry about it. Uh, And the next one is like, pay attention in life, you know, pay attention to everything. And so whenever you read us, the way he kind of writes, it's, him writing was his form of meditation and how to mm. focus on the present and all that kind of stuff. Like that. So, so I think it's actually a pretty good book so far. I'm only on chapter three, so not uh, very far into it.
0: Send me a link, or send me the name of it. i maybe I'll join you. It's mm-hmm. How to Live, okay, a gosh, Life of Monte. I guess it's here. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll listen but, to this again. By the time he finishes the book, he'll just turn into energy and just <laughs> <drift away.
0: laughs> he'll ascend. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I think it's like it's like the common man's philosophy. That's what probably what I think it is. Not good for a
0: woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was
2: written by 1500s guys, so it's probably pretty sexist. So at least it's not, it's not overtly right now, yeah. so that's about it. Uh, my, my, uh, some quick synopsis before we
1: get into The The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched a Amazon Prime movie called The Aeronauts, which I was kind of looking forward oh, to. Oh, it's a movie? I thought it was a show. It's a movie. It's uh, in, ni- in 1862. Daredevil balloon mm-hmm. pilot Amelia Wren, played by Felicity Jones of Rogue One, uh, teams up with uh, pioneering meteorologist James Glacier, uh, played by Eddie Redmayne, to advance human knowledge of the weather and fly higher than anyone in history b- before. So keep in mind, 1862, they're in a hot air balloon, flying higher than ever, ever before, breaking the records. And these two people have a certain chemistry. They were together in that Theory of Everything, playing oh, yeah, Stephen yeah. Hawking movie. Um, so yeah, great acting. Um Americans those actors the characters the characters no this is English okay Um, and it's it's just amazing the adventure that you can have in uh, 1860s like that where and the cinematography is beautiful showing the balloon rising through the clouds and just the stuff you find up there it's just it's it's actually kind of amazing what they went through
0: so the the trailer didn't do much for me and did not do anything for me either but the movie itself I would say it's worth watching hmm. right. i say
1: it's worth watching yeah you, you gotta be in that mindset though keep in mind this is a period piece and, and stuff but oh, yeah you do like those eh, yeah yeah no, maybe not like this but yeah and uh, the two shows that I watched uh, I am um, almost uh, close to finishing off season two of The Expanse highly reviewed sci-fi show they're in season four right now season five has already been renewed on Amazon Prime as well um the story is a little convoluted. I'll just give a quick synopsis. A police detective in the asteroid belt, right? This is in the future sci-fi. The first officer of an interplanetary ice freighter and an Earth-bound United Nations executive slowly discover a vast conspiracy mm. that threatens the Earth-rebellious colony on the asteroid belt. So
2: it's a space opera
1: kind of with some politics intertwined well, with some go on. space stuff going on mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 interesting and it's got some good acting in it i believe and uh, Thomas Jane who played the punisher once before i love his uh i love that actor so check it out for sure so i'm season 2 looking good and i hear it just gets better so
0: I, I hear that the expanse and the 100 are two of the best shows on tv i'm not watching
1: there you go so all right and i also finished season 1 of his dark material on hbo uh, This is based on the book, of course, and uh, was adapted previously in a movie called, called The Golden Compass. So in the show, a young girl is destined to liberate her world from the grip of the magisterium, which oppresses, represses people's ties to magic and their animal spirits known as demons. Oh, I'm four uh,
0: episodes into this show.
1: I do not care for it. Yeah, I wish I could say it gets better, but it stays on par. Yeah? Yes.
0: It's big uh, budget, uh, yeah. big big uh, franchise. HBO put a lot of money into so their replacement the of Game of Thrones, and no, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, this plus Watchmen is what they, you know, yeah. put in the Game of Thrones slot. They're like, hey, don't cancel your HBO subscription. Well, they had uh Westworld, right?
1: Oh, so I think that's the yeah. hopefully the
2: yeah, but Westworld's switching it up. So yeah. anything, it's completely. It could be, yeah, could be crap. You know? Yeah. What do you mean they are switching it up? Every season they change the. Yeah. World. Well, they're 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 going out of the park, and now they're in the real world. Yeah. I think. I really? Don't. I yeah. quit watching. Is,
0: is Westworld worth me catching up on? Um, yes, I know you like it, bro. Yeah. So season yes. one, I think, is
2: fantastic, and season two is pretty good. But I thought season two
0: is better. Okay. I for say the season two is not better than season one. I didn't love season one, so I'm not going to okay. go into it. I on thought twist. season
1: two is better than season one, not like dramatically, but marginally okay. better. Yeah. Right. But it's, it is definitely a show that you've got to like be ego eyed staring at to yeah. follow everything. There's my problem. Yeah. All right,
0: so um, I uh, – you done? I am four. Oh, excuse me, geez, we're, we're, bad, we're bad this episode. I am four episodes into Watchmen, and I love it. Um, suffice it to say, it's some show about superheroes and racism, and uh, sold. <laughs> Bo, how far along are you? Uh, I finished. I think oh, you did too. I did too. Yeah. Okay, so we can't talk about it very much now, but uh, is it is it good, great, or amazing?
2: Uh, it is – Okay, well, you say good, great, or amazing. Or bad. I mean, I yeah. assume it's one of those three, though. So I would say it's between good and great, but when I think my
0: great and your amazing are
2: probably...
1: I think it's solidly great. Okay. Yeah. I'll
0: say great. And well, it'll probably end up being great or amazing for me, but because, yeah. because I really care about the material.
1: I, um, was the writer, right? Uh, Damon Lindelof. Thank you. Uh, and that, some other people. That dude, which I recall, dude, um, when he was thinking about the the concept of the show you know she's trying to channel what um, what inspired the original uh, comic books off of this he's he's trying to talk about like what is that thing that's existing in society right now that's really keeping us up right that's really a big issue that we all should be talking about but and it's just in the air yeah, and yeah. he arrived at the racism and racial inequality and stuff and that's have formed the basis of, of the show, sort of, but he uses it into a very much story-driven plot line, which yeah. is just amazing. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the one It's thing not just making a point. Like. It's it's a plot. Yeah, the nuances yeah. to it, I think, are you know, I I, yeah. can, I fancy myself woke with jokes, yeah. and I think that the nuances in the Watchmen show are, are pretty good. Yeah. And I don't even like Lindelof's other work that much yeah, either. No, know, so, I know, yeah.
1: yeah. But, but it kind of makes sense. Back to the comic book version, like back then, you're in the Cold War. Yep. You know, we could be nuking each other at any time. The world could be ending at any time. That was what's on people's mind. Mm-hmm. So, if they make a season two, though, of The Watchmen, I hear, he, I hear he's done.
2: Yeah the yeah. the writing on the the writing on the Watchmen, I think, yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if you could do much better than that.
1: That's that's what everybody says until it becomes yeah. a big hit, right? The The Todd Phillips and the Joker, are not making another one. What? It made a billion dollars.
2: I think I got an idea for a
1: sequel now.
0: Hey, little yeah. offside. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just not gonna. I don't know if yeah. you can be like you. Oh, okay. Watch well, it I, anyway. I, well, that's, I don't want it to go too deep, deep into it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. shoot. shoot, the White Walkers come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: they all get digital watches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes. So Watchmen <laughs> is definitely based on the comic book and not the movie from what I can tell. Yeah, whatever. It's all the same. No, it's not. There's a huge difference between the two. So like, if you watch the movie and then you're like, okay, this is the continuation of the movie world, it is not. It is a totally different, not totally, but it's not 80% different, but the 20% really matters, difference between the movie and the comic. It's 2% different. It's 20%. <laughs> right.
2: All right, so, and then
0: <laughs> I, uh, I just took up to watch it. I finished all of BoJack Horseman on uh, Netflix. It is probably one of my favorite shows. I, I watched the first episode a bunch of times and hated it and then I sat down and watched it after it won a bunch of awards or like ended it recently or something like that. Okay, but is it over cuz I don't think it's it doesn't feel done. I feel like there's at least six more episodes I need to do.
2: Um as far as I mean, I thought that was the last season and it, it just kind of ended. Yeah, does yeah, random. Yeah. And and actually I think I like that better cuz I think, <laughs> Well, I think it I think it fits the uh what, you know, Bojack Horseman is kind of like um it's a, like a, a melancholy, soul-destroying, funny.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell myself a little bit. As I'm watching the show, I'm like, man, I, I didn't – like I like, the characters I find very interesting, but then I'm also like seeing a little bit of myself in some of them, and I was like, I feel like I shouldn't, though, because they're kind of
2: garbage people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's like it's so real is kind of what got me. It, yeah. what, what took me out of it when I first tried to watch it was that the, the characters were so cartoony and stupid – looking like the art style is not very good Oh, the honestly. art style i got you huh it happens from here and here to here and there but this is the the reason why it shouldn't stop you because the show itself the writing is amazing and the storytelling is really good and the characters they don't even some of them grow but they're just they're so real i hope and then i was just like man once i got into it i got really into it but i was like
1: well, too bad they didn't yeah. budget another extra ten thousand dollars for better uh, uh, animation. Well, I I think that actually kind of <laughs> yeah. it's like it's, it's like
2: a, a juxtaposition between like the uh, I I you know Bojack horseman's kind of like this uh, clinic on how to work your out your inner demons mm-hmm. and like a very you know close look at that or not actually yeah we're not <laughs> and uh, and to juxtapose like you know these really I don't know just really bad things to a like silly. Uh, you know, crappy, cartoony style. If it was too like,
0: real, it would be it would be too much for the senses. Yeah, yeah it, I'm not talking it, about real. I'm
1: talking about like effort into or like the, I would say the Simpsons is fantastic animation.
0: I well, I think Bo's onto it. I think yeah, I think more right on this one. And like the fact of it being kind of uh, a just juxtaposition between like it being very serious content presented in a very non serious way yeah. allows you to accept more of the harshness without it like doubting
2: you yeah and they can go into a jokey joke like just like a really weird joke really quickly and you don't really like question it. you know yeah
0: i like the tough twisters. okay and uh just for me to, to wrap up i'm uh, got a couple books under my belt now i finished uh, 61 books in 2019 and i'm uh-huh. on my way to get a good number going this year how many 61 last year Ooh. Uh, you know, not the two by one horn and that's not counting comics either. Uh, I finished, uh, the faith oh, of Barack o- comics. I, I think I'll blow you away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the faith of Barack Obama. Uh, it was a, a book about, uh, the religion or I guess the faith of president Obama. And basically what I wanted that book to tell me was that he was, uh, actually an atheist who just went to church to convince people to vote for him and support him. And about three quarters of the way through the book, I thought they were not going to do that. And then the guy came out and said, I'm pretty sure Obama's an atheist who just went to church to, uh, get street cred in Chicago and he does not believe any of this stuff and it's fine. I'll tell oh, thank you, book. <laughs> you gave me what I wanted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I also finished, um, Johnny, I don't know if you like this or not, but there's a comic called Birthright where it's about this um, this kid who goes missing and then he ends up in a mystical world of magic and demons and becomes the chosen one that they're going to use to fight the evil king lore, the evil wizard king. But then um, he comes back to Earth uh, as a grown man but he's only been missing for two years, and his parents find him, and they're like, He's like, I'm your son. And they're like, No, you're not. You're some old man. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm Mikey, and I'm the chosen one to save the world, to self, save both realms. But then it turns out that he's evil. He, he He's already been killed by the, the evil king, and he uh, is fighting on his side. And so that's the spoiler for, for book one. But the, uh, the book itself is really good, and it keeps fighting about the, uh, the wizards fighting the evil king. I'm reading that. And I'm reading Our Mother's War by Emily Yellen it's a somewhere I got in my head curiosity about what the world was like when all of the men went off to war in like world war one and like how all the women were in the factories running things and how different is a world run by women versus like one run by men. I was like, okay, was it like more peaceful? Was it better? And basically what happened was that the world was run by old men and, and a bunch of subordinate women is what happened. But uh, it's still a very good book. And the, storytelling that is uh very interesting there was a whole lot of women going into factories and like having to deal with working for the first time and then how they after the men came back they still wanted to be a part of society and they were like you know i've got a taste of freedom i spend my own money instead of spending what my husband gives me things like that and then also like um, marilyn monroe was discovered in some factory and uh, some propaganda guy was going there looking for women to like photograph and he was like man this one's extra hot let's uh, take her and make her famous and then uh, my favorite Uh, Julia Child (laughs) she um, was working for the army too and they gave her cooking classes in the army and then when she got out she realized she had a real talent for it and then she kept cooking like and got famous based off of that like it's a bunch of little anecdotes like that that keep the book very interesting aside from the baseline story of what the world was like when all the men were away All right. right. That's uh, all I got. The Witcher. Is it Witcher
2: time? Is it Witcher time? Witcher time. Stop. Witcher time.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, so uh, our group gets together and does a watch party for a show here and there. We did uh, Walking Dead back when it was good. Then we had a long run with Game of Thrones. And once Game of Thrones ended great, by the way, we picked up – we tried to pick up Watchmen. And even though everybody loved it independently, it didn't work as a group watch. (laughs) yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) I think, for me, I didn't watch when I needed to get to episode three. Uh, I had to get to episode three before I got into yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think I was reading
1: the, the reaction from the room. It didn't seem like anybody was gung-ho about it. So I was like, and know I was clamoring for the next viewing party. So I was like, The first episode
0: right. was so uplifting, too. I don't know what would <laughs> <laughs> stop anybody from wanting to continue with, their, with the group. And so now we picked up The Witcher yep. on Netflix uh, starring Henry Cavill. In the, uh, based on the books, right?
2: I guess so, yeah. I didn't read the books, so okay,
0: well it's not I mean I guess the games would be based on the books, too, so the book is the origin of everything, mm. and I find it to be mildly entertaining. I like all the character. I like all the actors that are playing the characters, and I don't all the way understand the story, but I'm totally in mm. is my review of
2: it. <laughs> mm. oh me uh so i I will say that um I think that the story is uh I think they try to make it. Uh, more of a uh, what is it what is the word I'm trying to say the story is very They're trying to make it common epic. yeah um, it's it's you know just a, a pretty generic
0: I think it's more like the I think it's like or, a video game like what the character does is he does go around fighting monsters for money yeah he, he does quests
2: yeah <laughs> but I will say my my probably my biggest takeaway from the thing that it, I don't like um, is I don't think I really like the cinematography of like how he's introduced to like the these new people like especially the scene when you know hopefully it's not a spoiler uh, you know tell me uh whenever he's introduced to like the miners or something like that right so the miners are sitting there complaining about this monster and they're like what are we gonna do about this monster and then he's just like standing in the background brooding or something like that like to me that i i think when 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 they the director makes decisions like that they kind of they don't think the audience is smart enough to be like, "How did he get there?" That's dumb, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and well, so I don't like those it's things. Just...
0: Climactic. This show him walking into a mine.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, or he should, but he should be like, he he should like... just like be like sitting in the corner and then just be like, "Hey, you know, I was here." You know, I don't know. I don't like that. Stuff. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the way they they film this stuff. But it's good. It's... Uh, sorry, do you, do you like it? Um, I like watching it in a group. I don't think I could watch it by myself. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a great point Bo. I think when I think about the style
1: of this movie there's not much style to it yet the production quality I think is fantastic they put the money it's into amazing. it yeah, yeah they put the money into it everything is you know, tip top shape and such is there a lot of f- style to it maybe not but I think it's got so much other things going for it it doesn't necessarily require the style to be successful yeah. per se
2: I will say i think that for some reason it feels like um so you, they paid for an a product and they got a b product whereas i feel like this expanse they paid for a c product and they got it like a b plus product or something like that right? oh, okay yeah. and so i kind of think of it as like it, to me i know that this is their prime cut steak right and i'm watching and i go eh. He's overcooking it. Yeah. He's he, overcooking
1: it's it. The, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'll I put a different twist on the whole thing. I'd say with The Witcher, they're looking for a flagship, iconic show. And I think, in most regards, they got that. I think everybody's talking about it, everybody's watching it. Yeah. It's a fantastically produced show together, and it's hitting all the marks, well, sort of. But, but without, well, yes, yes, without it, taking any risks, though. That's the thing. It's no risk, no style. But it's hitting all the marks.
0: So, so I think you guys are in agreement, though. You're saying that it's a uh, they put the money into it. And it's a show. So both said they paid a plus money, and then even in our review, nobody none of us was like this show was amazing. We didn't even say it was great. We were just like, you know, we're watching it. It's fine. Yeah.
2: It's a good show, but I also watched Merlin on BBC, and it's like yeah. that was that was a you know just an okay show, and I thought it was enjoyable. I mean, I, I nice. think stuff can be fine. It sounds no, no, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's fine. It's but it sounds like I'm I'm a little bit higher on the
1: show than the two of you are with The Witcher. Here, I, I feel like it's not great yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not through it all the way, but it it is a good show. I think yeah. it's for objectively folks, good. Yeah, yeah for good. folks who want to come see a fantasy-driven action um, with a uh, with a plot in there, you're getting all of that in spades. I think. You got some fantastic sword uh, action with yeah. Henry Cavill. You got some fantastic monsters popping up. Pretty grotesque. fantastic. But yeah, that last, good. The last one was pretty grotesque. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's ugly. It <laughs> yeah. Damn sure it was ugly. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's great. So, anyways. I think I'm pretty happy with it. I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I, and I hear it gets better, so.
0: Oh, okay. If it gets better, then for sure. Yeah. It, it, and it's fine now. Yeah. I will say it's fine now. Yeah. So if you're interested in The Witcher, watch The Witcher. Yeah. Witcher, Witcher.
1: Yeah. yeah. At the end, I heard. Mm-hmm. Um the witcher gets paid to oh. take down Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. All
0: right, here we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, with that said, another great episode of the Junto Show. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. If you would uh, be so kind as to donate to us five stars in Apple in the Apple Podcast Store, we would appreciate it greatly. You can also reach us reach reach out to us at show at junto show for the email or at junto show pod on Twitter. our facebook group um search junto show (laughs) (laughs) don't forget instagram too there's instagram (laughs) we're everywhere yeah we're everywhere Uh, yeah but most importantly
1: five stars as well as patreon.com slash junto show please appreciate it
0: yeah we appreciate it and uh thank you guys for listening we will see you on the next episode until then signing off i'm lance i'm johnny peace